Buffalo Wild Wings is the place to be. Can't stay? That's okay. Bring the flavor home with some shareable items for your whole crew. Don't forget to come out to Buffalo Wild Wings for some of our daily specials, like 60-cent boneless wings all day on Mondays and Thursdays, 60-cent traditional wings on Tuesdays, and Kids' Night on Wednesdays. Visit one of our 11 Buffalo Wild Wings locations, including Hagerstown, Westminster, College Park, Bowie, Urbana, Rockville, Owings Mills, Annapolis, Arundel Mills, and Frederick. Buffalo Wild Wings. Your weekend starts here. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it a long drive. Deep left field. Going, going. It's gone. Goodbye. Game over. It's a walk-off. Game winning. Season-saving home run for Jason Hart. And the Nationals have won the game. Two to one. You're listening to the Red Porch Report, part of the Ball Hogs Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to Red Porch Report, uh, the all-national show on the Ball Hogs Radio Network. We are live from the uh, Soldier Fit Studio. I guess we're not live since we're probably going to be We're broadcasting it live. Broadcasting yeah. live. We're talking live the to Soldier one another. Yeah. That's true. Uh, to my left, I have one Ryan Sullivan. Hey, hey. Hey, Phil. What's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm talking Nats. It's always good on a Monday night. At NatsGM on Twitter? At NatsGM.com. That's me. That's right. And then to my right, we have one uh, Andrew Bailey. Good to see you guys. At Ben's Listening on Twitter. Yes, sir. That's Good correct. to see you, brother. Yeah, good to see you. Everybody good this week? Yeah. Well. Although I feel like I was you know, put to a boxing match over uh, the weekend with the Dodgers and everything. But bludgeoned. Yeah. What did they score? Five runs the whole, <laughs> the whole weekend? And I looked up. I think they had seven walks in... Three they had, games. They had allowed seven, or they'd taken seven. No, they'd taken seven, and they walks. struck out like tw- twenty times. I think and it was nineteen. They left on a the, ridiculous uh, number of base runners too. I went Friday night. Oh yeah, left bottom of the eighth. Thought okay, two two. Was cool. it? Was it a? Was it a get home to the baby? Well, kind yeah, of that a, kind of thing. I was with yeah. my mom and her and yeah. my stepdad and my wife and. I was going to we say, like, it was a Friday night, man. You could stay well, extended well, we, a smidge, yeah, man. We, we had the sitter, and they're old. All right, all right, all right. That's cool. That's cool. We all understand. And uh, I heard on the tra- – I was like, okay, you know, 2-2, hopefully get home, see a win. Yeah. And I heard some Dodger fans squawking on the on the train. Oh, yeah, we left, and we didn't see our center fielder hit a home run. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tons of Dodger fans, by the way. Apparently – well, it's just unfortunate that we got nothing team. to talk about tonight with the Red Porch. We've been gone a week, and uh, yeah. I guess nothing's happened in the just, baseball world. Just, just nothing at all. We, we've had. Uh, let's just go through the week real quick. We had home run derby yeah. Monday night. Yeah, which Harper, Harper finished second, which was cool. And give you your props. You called Cespedes as a good chance to I win did. the home yeah. run derby. Yeah. I was very impressed when I saw. I did. That. I gotta say, home run derby was pretty fun. Takes too long as always, but I thought it was pretty enjoyable. <laughs> they needed to figure out a way to chop time off, but it was fun to watch. It was, it was good, fun. and you it know, was way more fun than the All Star. I game would itself. give a lot of money for somebody to duct tape Chris Berman's mouth by the uh, about ten minutes in, if not before. But I agree, yeah. But uh, All Star game, kind of a stinker. In kind my of a stinker. Mind. Although I got to tell you, Mariano coming in, that his was, entrance was that was one of the cooler awesome. things I've seen in a long time. Uh, that was like as close to a, a like a like a big boxing match. Kind I was going to go with the, professional wrestling. Yeah, like, like all of a sudden his entrance comes out. in, like yeah. the Undertaker, and all of a sudden yeah. it was. I mean, that was pretty cool. But the game was boring. the game was just kind of boring. Kind of whatever. It was, it was not a lot of. You talked like a, last week about all you know all the one on one matchups, and it wasn't even 
it, it I mean, obviously there was one-on-one matchups in the game, but there wasn't any like overpowering, awesome. Yeah, the pitchers kind of controlled it for the most part. Yeah, and my and boy that, Fernandez was impressive yeah, from he, Miami. He, he looked really he good. Shoved. But uh, yeah, it just kind of was a boring game. Actually, once uh, once they took Harper out, I I turned it off. Yeah, I, I was kind of half watching it, you know. But it was yeah. it was good. I mean, like I said, the entrance was amazing. I'll yeah. remember that. That'll probably be one of my. We talked about the best moments of the All Star game. That'll probably be one of, one of mine for. A long time. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very cool. That was, that was one of the few innings I caught. I, I was in and out of it, and then I saw that and I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop. Well, I, I like I, I stopped watching, but I kept it on because I knew he was gonna pitch, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to see, I want to see that moment. So I, I kind of hung out and I was just like, kind of wandering back and forth. The TV was actually on mute, so I'd uh-huh. look and be like, is he coming in yet? Because <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to see it, and I watched the replay a bunch the next day. So. That's yeah. cool. Then we had two more days off. Then we started the series against the Dodgers, like we said. You went, Phil, yeah. as you mentioned, and uh, pretty big series to come out of the All Star break. And uh, I think all Nats fans, and you know, we had kind of even alluded to it a little bit last week that a big series we needed to win two or three, probably to kind of jumpstart the second half of the season and get us going. And we laid an egg. We scored five yeah. runs. Um, Got swept. Pitching for the most part was pretty good, except Zimmerman's second inning yeah, on and, Sunday and yesterday. That, you know, even that like. You you figure he didn't he was you know he was on the All Star team and he didn't pitch because injury so he had had a you know a lot of time off and he hasn't done that all year so it was kind of his one you know every year one you know everybody's going to have a game or two where they come out and just get shelled yeah it happens unfortunately we needed to have a big spot there against Kershaw on Sunday and he didn't really come up and we talked a little bit about Friday night's game you know it was pretty close once again kind of the same story Strasburg pitched great offense doesn't give him much run support and. uh, we lose it in the ninth, you know, in the ninth inning with Soriano coming in, uh, you know, following Clippard and um, I think Strasburg. What'd you guys think of the move, by the way? I, it was the move that we. What did we have our Club Davy segment on here? Like yeah. a month. Well, it's been probably about a month or so ago, and that was the move that we were. Weren't we scolding him for not doing that? That's for- been my biggest thing. You know, maybe not my biggest thing with Davy, but it, it just in general is you pay these closers all this money. They're supposed to be your best relief pitcher, and then in a spot where it's a tie game, you don't go to them. You yeah. go to your fifth or sixth best reliever, and then you lose the game, and you sit there and say, "Well, yeah, because you didn't put your best guy in there." So I, I thought the move was great. I mean, I guess in hindsight, we could have brought Ian Kroll in there to face the lefty Ethier. Uh, I yeah, mean, I get. Yeah. I mean, if you're nitpicking. That's the only other move that could have really happened. I mean, you weren't going to bring Storin in rather than Soriano, right, right. I don't think. So, uh, I was good with the move, everybody. Yeah, it was the right move. Yeah. It just didn't work out. It's, and then, right. And that's going to ha- you know, And that's not on Davey. I mean, they also could have scored more than two runs. They could have come back and then, you know, in the ninth and the tenth, too. I mean, or just the ninth, pardon me. So, well, and that was what I said. I looked you know, at, I looked at, you know, the Twitter after the after the game, I guess while you were were you on the Metro? You were on the Metro. Metro. And and you know, people were like flipping out, and it was, of course, it was Sor- Soriano stinks, and they shouldn't have, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, he should have been in maybe in a safe situation. They should have scored more runs for, you know. Well, and, you know, uh, they score two runs. What do you. Right. I mean, I mean that is what it is. I and, guess. and closers are going to give up runs. I mean, that yeah. that happens, but he's been okay. I mean, I don't think the signing has anything to do with how he did Friday night. I mean, no, and, and, they gave up too much for him. They're paying him too much money, but, yeah. you know, he has been pretty good this season. I mean, he's had some bad out you know he's had a couple bad outings but for the most part he's been you know pretty solid so. and i think people forget that last year there wasn't i mean you know clipper was closing games and they had but they, i mean last year they had henry rodriguez was closing games and they had sean burnett for like a week was closing games and so it was you know there's soriano has had basically equal success to what we had last year except he's allowing 
Clippard to pitch earlier in games, which has worked out really well. And Clippard's been great. I mean, once him. again, we've yeah. had one or two bad outings for him, but he's been on a real streak. And even Storin, I mean, his bad outings have been highlighted big time, but he's pitched pretty well for the most part, too. So Yeah, he's been streaky, I think. He's had Agreed. those like, splotchy kind of like... But at one point he had, what, 18 of 20 appearances or something where yeah, he didn't he give up a great. run? he looked great for a while. But unfortunately, the two he gave up were, you know, four and three runs or whatever it was. So. Well, I mean, again, you, you know, you talk about you go to your best reliever and he's... You know, I don't know if this se- he, this season he hasn't been one of the best overall, but he's you know talent wise and and you know he's got the track record. That he's your second or third he best is, reliever. He is one of the best guys, so w- he goes out there in close games, and so you're going to blow some sometimes. And you hey, know, every team in the majors would pick up Drew Storen if he was available. So I mean, yeah, if they wanted benefit- to shop him today, they'd get something solid in yeah. return for him. And the truth is, is maybe that is a nice pair for or a uh, nice segue to something going on later in the show. So, uh, but anyways, then Saturday. Just more of the same, you know. Granky pitched pretty well. We left a lot of guys on base. We didn't do any kind of situational hitting. Uh, no one. I don't really no want to take anything away from Granky, but he wasn't great either. I mean, he had three walks, if I remember correctly. And well, they had they they had runners in scoring position all throughout the weekend, really, and just they just couldn't bring them in. Yeah, Saturday I think was the worst. But yeah, you're exactly Saturday right. Saturday was definitely I mean, the worst. But. You know, I don't want to take too much away from Grant. You know, Geo pitched a heck of a game. He had, what, 11 Ks in six innings? Yeah. That was probably maybe his best performance of the season. He was really good. He I mean, was. He looked I mean, really, really he good. He was very good. Against a team that's been... Hot. Really good. I mean, going back before the All-Star break, they were, you know, they were on a roll. And they came out still on a roll. And they... The funny thing is, is with them, I mean, they, they weren't really scoring runs. Would they win? They scored three runs in each of the first two games. So it's not like they were... Lighting up the scoreboard, but and they've been surging. They, you know, they've I got mean, a bunch of right-handed bats. I mean, Puig and Camp Hanley and uh, Ramirez. Hanley has Ramirez crushing. has been great. So, give you know at least the first two nights. Give Geo credit for coming in and really pitching well. Yeah. I mean, they held Puig to what zero for nine this weekend with yeah. you know, five Ks or something. I mean, he did nothing. Yeah. I mean, he did make a heck of a throw on Saturday night. Well, that should course, have been out. But of course, now the narrative is well, he stinks, and you know it was a big <laughs> fluke. Because <laughs> well, you, you can never just have a rough right. three games. Yeah. You have to be either the best player ever yeah, or the worst. Well, pitchers are starting. The word's starting to get around on him now. He's been yeah. in the league 30, 40 games now. The you know pitchers are pitching him differently, and he hadn't adjusted yet. But he's still amazing. I mean, he's quite a talent. He, you know, he looks like Bo Jackson. I mean, he's a physical freak so he made a sick catch on friday yeah he did. and that throw he made oh, i mean he's nice a great play i mean yeah. i don't care if you go for nine that doesn't really mean a whole no. lot in the grand scheme he's games. still an awesome or, yeah, you know, awesome games. player and then uh you know then to kind of sunday we were i mean what a pitching matchup to be before the game starts we had jordan zimmerman for us and clayton kershaw yeah, a couple cy young caliber guys yeah i mean kershaw's probably the best pitcher in the nl matt harvey maybe our guy zimmerman here maybe ourselves base, you could make a wainwright the best pitcher in baseball yeah i mean that's wanted. that's the level we're talking about i mean i thought we were looking for a big time pitcher's duel and next thing you know you looked up in the top of the second and uh the dodgers put up seven runs and basically the game was over olendorf came in give he him his, great give him his credit i mean i've if you told me he was going to hit 97 on the radar gun i would have given you any any odds any dollar amount i mean there he doesn't have that i didn't think yeah. so it was neat he threw, and what, 90 big, pitches or something? I mean, he basically made a start. I mean, he made a quality start. Somebody made the point on yeah. Twitter or something. He went six innings, he gave up two runs, and he threw yeah. about 90 pitches, like you said. Save the bullpen. I'll give him that. I yeah. mean, so he gave up two runs, and the next thing you know, Worth had two solo jacks against Kershaw, which were both crushed. I mean, yeah. give Worth his credit. Worth is playing great. I mean, he's FB been, made the point. He's been maybe the best offensive guy. Maybe their whole best player on the month. team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the pitchers have been great, so, but definitely the best offensive player for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd go so far as where FP is saying that they've he's the best baseball he's ever played. 
I don't know if I'm quite ready to go there, but <laughs> but worse been great. And yeah, again, that's like saying that's like saying Puig's awful because he had an right. three. It's kind of a yeah. He, We're I mean, falling in the sample size kind of yeah. category. <laughs> yeah, to I mean this sample. month he's been awesome, and maybe it is the best. You know, you could make the case it's the best. Really, not even a full month, three week stretch or whatever. You could maybe make that case, but but he's been great since he's it's come one of back. His two or three him, best months, probably. And give him credit. You know. So so then you know we wrapped up the weekend with a three game sweep. Uh, you know we got swept, forty eight and fifty. 64 games left. Uh, I guess the announcement came out this afternoon, about, what, 2, 3, 4 o'clock, sometime yeah. mid-afternoon. Uh, Rizzo, you know, GM Mike Rizzo decided to fire Rick Eckstein, and I think they named Rick Shu, who's their minor league hitting coordinator, kind of a roving guy from what I understand. Yeah. They're going to move him up. He's actually not here for the game tonight. I think he's going to be here tomorrow. The, uh, the good thing about that move is he should be familiar with you know Harper. Harper apparently loves him, and a lot of their uh, younger Rendon guys have worked with him. Uh, yeah. Lombardozzi, I've heard as well. And so, uh, what do we think? Well, firing, I, uh, you know, firing the hitting coach w- with sixty-four games left. That was another one. Like a month ago, we both said, you know. What is it actually going to accomplish? It's not going to do anything. And I still sort of think it's not going to accomplish anything. Well, I mean, the team scored, what, 24 runs in the last 10 games, I think I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's been awful. Oh, it's been And it's been, I mean, it was bad three weeks ago when we were saying, you know, they're scoring three and a half runs a game, and now it's worse. Yeah. So I, I do think something needed to change, but what do you guys think? It seems I mean, like the Dan Snyder school of... Uh thinking just quick yeah uh, uh fire coach do something <laughs> yeah get somebody out of there something something's gotta be fixed and and in my opinion i it's never worked but i yeah. think just here in this area i don't want to get into the whole dc sports <laughs> the, curse, the thing, curse of dc <laughs> but i just don't think that ever seems to work here i hope i'm wrong i mean i think they do it as like a way of, of kind of like putting people on notice like i mean it seems to happen whenever we record a podcast right before we come in the nats announce <laughs> some sort of crazy series of moves or whatever and today we was, have been fortunate with them yeah. timing their news you know about two hours before yeah. broadcast it's and, been it, nice. and and it, i mean it kind of worked you know it worked for like what less than a week when they you know they got rid of rodriguez and espinoza and all those guys that one day uh, you know so i don't know and, i mean and the move to bring kroll and abad up have been have worked yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean they've, they've worked really worked well. Yeah, so. they have seemed to, you know, uh, was it the last game before the break against the Marlins when David completely shook up the lineup? Yeah, was that the game he moved Harper yeah. to lead yeah, off? Yeah, and, and they did. scored five runs. You know, yeah. so it might work. Maybe it's a little different in baseball, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, yeah, seems I mean, a bit extreme. I think, I think the hitting coach job is, well, I mean, because we've talked about it before, you know, some of the guys that aren't doing very well are, you know, are, are guys that have been around forever. Yeah. You know, LaRoche is kind of hit or miss and Zimmerman's not been very good consistently and those are the guys that you would feel like you know that's like saying we need a new coach to come in here and show LeBron how to play basketball <laughs> I mean at some point you've got the guys they know what to do they, you're not going to teach them brand new things but maybe you know maybe he comes in with a, a message about approach or he says I mean it reeks of desperation right yes it exactly. certainly does and yeah. you can't I mean the two points I'd make is you can't fire the players yeah, so right. It's like in, a, in the NBA when you fire the coach because you can't get rid of the other, you know, the 12 mm-hmm. players of the superstar. Right. And the other thing is, I mean, it is such a desperation move. I mean, it's like a high school kid on prom night. I mean, it is so <laughs> desperate. I, like I mean, it's analogy. unbelievable to yeah. me. That, I mean, if they were going to do this move, they should have done it a month ago in, in, to me. I or, mean, now it's almost such a small amount of games 
Firing the hitting coach, I mean, if you were going to try to rattle the cages, you need to do it with 90 games left, not 60 games left. Do you remember earlier this season, I think it was this season, I'm not a big NBA guy, but I'm, I'm going sure to make right an movement. NBA comparison. When the Lakers fired Mike Brown, mm-hmm. like five games into the season. It was quick. So the mentality to me is weird because you basically go into the season knowing that your go- your coach is on the thinnest of ice. Basically, the ice is already broken, and he's mm-hmm. got a foot dangling in it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, unless he comes out and goes undefeated, we're firing him. <laughs> You have to know that that's what you've got going in. And so, like, I mean, timing-wise, not that it's a huge difference, but you'd have thought maybe they make the move over the All-Star break where they could come really come out fresh in the second half. I'm not saying, you know, having him for an extra three games is going to matter, but just from purely timing standpoint... Well, it that seems makes like, it seem like des- a desperate move because why wouldn't you do it over the break? Right. And just there, say, it seems like it's a response to the sweep. It's like, okay, right, exactly. we got swept. Five runs, uh, you're fired. I yeah. mean, I think it's almost a rhetorical question, but we look up now, it's... There's 64 games left. We're recording it. You know, the game's going on right now on Monday night, but... And they're getting beat. And Yeah, I don't know if we talked yeah. about that stuff on there, but they're getting killed. <laughs> we we, and we mentioned <laughs> passing. And it's... <laughs> you know, they need to... Uh, uh, we were saying this a little bit off air, but, you know, there are not that many games left. And if we've got to get to 86, 87, 89, 90 wins... This team's got to start winning basically two out of their every three games. Yeah, and put together a nice little streak too. I mean, really and truly, they've got to win. You know what? They've 40, got to win forty-one and twenty-two of their last sixty-four. I yeah. mean, it's wow. that's the kind of number they've got to go at this point. So, like you said, it is desperation. They're not going to fire Davy. I've kind of been on the fire Davy bandwagon a little bit. I didn't think you could do it publicly and not have a huge backlash, but I think he's been pathetic this season. Well, frankly. evidently, but, Davey offered to resign if it meant Eckstein keeping his job, which is a a, a good, I guess, which, I guess it's a good leadership move in, in the terms of like, I'm going to stick kind of up a for my people. Move, right? Because like, he knows they're not going to go, like, okay. <laughs> see you, Davey. Well, I mean, right. It's like the president of the company saying, if you fire the janitor, I'm not, I'm, I'm you know, come yeah, on, they're you're not, not gonna, going to. I mean, yeah, they're not you're too much more move. valuable to the organization. I mean, yeah. but I agree, it's a nice... It's a nice it's the right move, but it's not going to work. Especially either. because you know Eckstein apparently is a guy that all the players like. So at least it's not you know they're, well, they're playing for a manager that stood up for the guy that they all like. And one point I did want to bring up is you know we were making the same point, and whether it was on the Red Porch Report or just on Twitter, or just as baseball fans, Nats fans wanted Eckstein gone. Maybe not this time last year, but May, June of last year. Yeah. I mean, this team wasn't hitting. I mean, that was the big flaw on this team, and they, the pitching was just so good that it kind of masked a lot of this. But, I mean, we look back a year ago on our Twitter timelines, everybody wanted, you know, Eckstein's got to go. You know, this isn't working and everything else. Espinosa can't hit, and LaRoche is doing this. I mean, you know, there was a lot of the, you know, Zimmerman hadn't gotten hot yet. Right. So it isn't new. I mean, he's been around a long time. I mean, he was the longest tenured hitting coach in the NL East. I mean, this is kind of one of those positions like a football head coach that you kind of get churned and burned a lot. But I don't know. I don't think it does any – I don't think it'll make any difference. I do think the offense will improve, but just because it's been so bad that it's bound to get a little go, better. Yeah, better. But, it, but I don't think the hitting coach is going to have anything to do with that. I think it's going to be luck and performance and probably facing a few teams that aren't as good in the next few weeks and maybe being at home and the weather gets warmer. But I had planned to come in and say that that should be the next move – not um, assuming that they're not going to go trade for somebody. The 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 personnel move that they could do internally. And I was going to say that with no expectation of the actual move making any difference. I just thought, you know, they can make a kind of a cosmetic change that maybe will, you know, fire up some of the guys. I didn't really think, you know, they're going to bring in a new guy and, and it's going to be a big improvement. And I went and looked at um, 
uh, uh, Kansas City's numbers because they hired George Brett as their hitting coach, and I they just did basically the same move a few weeks ago. Yeah, and and I looked at it and I was like, so in in April and May their offense was actually in April they, the the Royals were like a middle of the pack team, and then in May they were awful, and then in June and they hired uh, they hired George Brett on May thirtieth, and they hired another guy too, and I don't remember. But he his was name. a career minor league guy. Yeah, I mean, he was a minor league yeah. instructor, career minor league player, and their numbers for the next month blew up. They were a top, you know, they were like kind of a middle to top ranked team in like, you know, average but it's, and doubles and, and it's back down now. But if you look at the numbers, if you really go into it, Hosmer and Moustakas, they're big time prospects. Yeah. They've exploded under their tutelage. Right. The rest of the guys have actually regressed. Right. So well, it's one I of those things. Butler's regressed a lot this and year. And most of the other guys, if you look at, I think all seven of the other, you know, nine numbers have gone down yeah. except for... Hosmer and Mustakas have been so good that they're like you know bringing right. the rest of and the numbers that, up, and that's the, that's the so maybe of, that's the move though. Hey, if you got through the, those two guys, I mean those are the cornerstones for them on offense. Maybe it's a good thing. But like you're pointing out, it, it's not a panacea. It's not it's not a cure all. Well, so to the point that I was making a little bit ago about you know you got guys like LaRoche and Zimmerman who you don't have to teach to hit all of a sudden. You know Bryce Harper since he's come come back has not been very good. Uh, Anthony Rendon in the month of July has not been very good. Right. I mean, so maybe you, you know, maybe maybe Rick Shue comes in and he 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 works with those two guys. If you get those two guys going, that that's going to change a lot. I mean, if you can even get if you can get Rendon back to where he was last month, you're you're talking a huge difference. But but Harper, I mean, he's, Harper's the key. I yeah. mean, we've said it all year. If, if Harper doesn't play well, they don't win. Yeah, and he's and hitting two six since he's come back. And I think he's got one bomb that he might have been the first at bat. It was the first back. at bat. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's not been. I mean, his defense has been fine, but no, you're exactly right. He has not been. And he was the guy. I mean, he's he not was, been great. You know, we talked about like, tra- are we going to trade for somebody or whatever? And he in fact, was he's been big, epically awful. Yeah, he epically awful. <laughs> you just, he had to. He had to throw it. He in had there. to do that. Uh, yeah, he's been like. I mean, he was the guy that we were like, well, they don't need to trade for somebody. They're going to get Harper back, and then they're going to be awesome. Right, and we're going to well, get Ramos back, and these two guys yeah, are going to rejuvenate yeah, the offense. And Ramos and, has actually been good. I think he's hit he like well. three sixteen. He has. Like I'd that. like to see him be playing a little more. Suzuki's yeah. been playing a little yeah. more for, than my taste. And but. I think that's probably like their way of casually getting him back into the offense. But but I mean Harper. I mean he's a guy that, and he's going to get an infinite free pass because everybody loves him. But he's not playing well. No. And, and I mean, he's really been pulling off. The, I did think he had a couple of good at bats against Kershaw yesterday, but he's really been pulling off the fastball. I mean, there were a couple of times over the weekend where he got fastballs that he should have driven, and he just missed them. Either fouled yeah. them off, or he's really stepping in the bucket, is what I'm noticing. And what I've noticed, and is he, he hadn't hit the ball at left field hard either. He seems I'm sorry more patient up, as a hitter, yeah. and that's almost like he. I've seen him leave pitches right over the middle, particularly like first pitch of the bat, or like if he's you know ahead in the count, he'll look at a pitch, and it's like he used to go up there. And a few weeks ago, uh, Phil, we were watching a game. We were joking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, first pitch, he's going to swing. Yeah. And he didn't. And it was <laughs> like, not that I want to see him go up there hacking every first pitch, but he was having success with it at one you know, Before he got hurt, he was doing it well. Hey, if that's the best pitch you're going to see in the at-bat, go hit it. Yeah. It's a strike. He, he, I don't know if that's and I don't know if that's, uh, you know, an Eckstein thing saying, hey, go up there and take some pitches. Cause, and he has been a little more at leadoff. Kind yeah. of along your same point. Yeah, and actually, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be the leadoff hitter. No, not at all. At Although not the, I, I like him in the two hole, frankly, but I don't think he should be leadoff. Yeah, lead I, I don't think either. he should be. I, you know who should be leadoff? Worth. Yeah. I mean, what he difference does it make be. if he bats fourth or fifth if there's nobody on ahead of him? Correct. Go ahead and throw him up there first. Let's lengthen the lineup, and hey, he works the count. He hits. Yeah, he's, he's hitting. I want him as many at bats as we can right now. He's the one hitting. Yeah, he really works that count. I mean, it's he's his bit bats just kind of. And yeah, going said, and going the, and he's going. He's the anti Harper. Harper's yeah. up there hacking them first yeah. pitches, except for lately. You know, Worth's going to look at five, six, seven pitches every at bat. 
when I said it quickly, but he, he hadn't been hitting anything to left field. Yeah. You know, when he's going, he really, he can sting that ball to, I mean, he can hit it out with, he's got that kind of power. And yeah. I can't remember the last ball he hit with any real authority to the right, uh, to the left side, you know, no. toward shortstop. I think he had, a, I think he had a single. I mean, I'm sure somebody can point out one, but when yeah, he's really he, grooving, I think he had a hard single that first or second game back. To all those fields, and he's not doing that right now. So, yeah. So I guess one last, you know, one segue that we kind of want to go to, we got the trade deadline coming up. Are we buyers guess, or are we sellers? Or yeah, I mean, it's next sitting? Wednesday, I believe, the 31st. I might have that date wrong, but I think No, I think you're right, actually. So it's next Wednesday. That's, you know, nine days away. Um, something we're going to get to in a little bit. You know, Matt Garza went in a trade earlier this afternoon. You know, he was a target. Some people had talked about to try to solidify the starting rotation. Yeah. What do we think? Buyers or sellers? Or are we staying at Pat? I, I think they're staying at Pat. Yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. Because, I mean, they're, you know... I. There's and it depends on I guess what your definition of buyer and seller is. I mean, could they maybe say, all right, we're going to shop one guy, we're going to shop Storin, or we're going to shop Soriano? They're not going to do that, but I think Storin maybe is the most likely guy. And I don't know that that making that trade makes you a seller by definition. I mean, I guess it does if you're selling off one of your components. But yeah, I mean, if you're trying to win, you're not trading away. Yeah, your second I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to do anything anything crazy. And and I mean, at this point. They're such a young team that it's like you're not going to blow the whole thing up, and and I mean you might trade like a try to trade like a guy like Worth who's a little older, but you're not going to tr- you're not going to go you know tr- trade uh, Jordan Zimmerman or something. Cra- you know they're not going to go insane, <laughs> yeah. right? You know they're still too good for next year. They're, they're on paper at least. You, Phil, you the same? Yeah, I mean I think they would. Yeah, I think they're going to stand pat. I just don't see uh, a move being made that that can really swing swing the team forward this year and make it turn it around completely I think it has to start it comes from within one think, little addendum it, to that question would you guys have said the same thing Thursday night Friday afternoon before we played the Dodgers and got swept and we're 47 and 46 and we're kind of not on a roll but we're playing a little bit better and it, is your opinion any different I, I, mine's not I, st- I still I mean I, I probably would have said then more adamantly that they still need a, a fourth outfielder that they can trust and that's not Bernardina <laughs> um, but you know now I think of like the guys that they could go get, and I'm like, why would they pay that cost to get a guy that's going to get them? You, know, you think a guy like uh, Alex Rios from the from the White Sox might be available or something like that, and it's going to be it's not going to be worth it. I mean, you can't pay him twelve million bucks to be to be your 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 fourth, fourth guy. guy. Yeah, and I mean maybe and, you could make that case if you were a team that was really pushing hard to the playoffs, but when you're just kind of floundering and. You know, I don't think you can do it, and I don't think Rizzo's going to do that and ex- and admit that Span's been certainly a bad Span move. Span has been the two thousand, I guess nine and ten, or maybe it was two thousand ten and eleven. He had a two year period where he, he's basically doing exactly what he's doing now, and then he it was like surrounded by a few good years, and it makes me think he's just he's that he's not. There's basically been two versions of him, and he's the guy that we the version we didn't want out of those two. Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm not really excited for his next few years, I can tell you. His defense has been great. I don't want to take anything away from that. Yeah. He's been everything we wanted, but I'm certainly not you know, thinking, well, he's going to improve in the next six weeks or he's going to really pick it up next season. Well, and, and I mean, I think kind of what you see is what you get. Maybe a little better. I mean, yeah. he's kind of been a little rough lately. I mean, but a little regression, but I don't – or improvement, but – I mean, we talk about the leadoff spot. He's supposed to be the leadoff hitter, and he's not, he's not doing a good he, job. He's and not working not, counts. He's not, not getting on base. Good job. All you got now is a number eight hitter. And he either pulls the ball 
to the right side, or he hits a little smack to the left side. He yeah. hits. He doesn't hit with any real dinky power. ground out. I mean, he had one. one <laughs> he still doesn't have a home run. Not yeah. that he sh- he ripped one in the gap in uh, I think Miami last you know a yeah. week ago. But yeah, no, I mean, I, and where I'm, do you stand? I'm I mean, kind of with you guys. Uh, I think they might actually sell. I yeah. think particularly if it gets a little worse, and I don't know what a little worse means, but we've got Pittsburgh in here. I'm blanking because I'm talking too much. Uh, who they play this upcoming Mets. weekend, the Mets. But Mets, uh, if all of a sudden, you know, we spend the next nine games or whatever it is, eight games up into the deadline, and they go two and six, yeah, you know, maybe even three and five, and you look up, and then you've got to win, you know, more than 40 of your last 60 games. I mean, I just don't think that – I think they could sell. I think they could sell Clippard. I think they could sell Storn. I think they could try to sell Soriano particularly since some of those payments are deferred. And maybe what I, helps the case is Kroll and Abad have been pretty good. Maybe they say got, we can sustain. Matthew should be back, back here in the next yeah. sometime. I mean, I missed him by day up in Hagerstown the other day. Christian Garcia is probably not coming back, but that you at least can keep floating that idea. Orlandorf, right. maybe you want to give him a little bit more spotlight since he's arbitration eligible. He can be back next season. He's pitched pretty well for us. So I could see that. I could see them trying to flip Scott Hairston if all of a sudden, hey, we're out of it. You know, maybe some team wants him for the same role that we acquired him for, and we can free up two and a half million bucks next year. And I think the bench needs a complete overhaul. What about Espy? I, I wouldn't sell him low, but I think he could get dealt. Yeah, I guess that's a better question. I wouldn't deal him now. I hope they don't, but I think he could. Yeah, they've been showcasing him at shortstop in the in the minors. His hitting has started to he's, improve. He's a little gotten bit. a little better. I haven't paid attention to the numbers. He's definitely picked it up. I've less. read that he's been doing a little bit. I haven't seen there. the last couple of days, but he definitely had a hot streak there. Yeah, where he was starting to hit, which it. is good. I mean, if we're going to talk about if he's going to be a guy they might trade. Any little bit is going to help. Yeah. yeah, you know, but I, he's, he was so bad. But I would so bad. But to the point, <laughs> so I, but to the question I asked you guys, yeah, I probably would have been a lot more gung ho that they're going to buy three or four days ago. Particularly, yeah, I, I don't know I what, how this game's going to end up tonight. But getting swept by the Dodgers, that almost like a needle into a balloon. I mean, that yeah. sucked a lot of air out of a yeah. lot of things. We said close. I said closing the show last week is you know, it just seems like the team can't put pitching and hitting together. You just seem like there might have been one piece away, but getting sweeped. 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 Getting, Sweeped. Geez. Sweep the leg. Getting swept <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah. It really may, takes it takes the wind out of your You're like, okay, maybe this team just isn't isn't as good as everybody thought and hoped they were gonna be. I mean the I flip think side is fair. they they fa- I mean the pitching they faced was really really good. I mean you did get the the three basically best guys they've got on that team. I mean we struggle against Alaska for whatever reason. We struggle like. against Al- And Grinky and Kershaw are probably the best one-two punch in the National League. I mean, our yeah. guys are great, but you know, I mean, they're great. So no, I think I think our guys are actually better, unless we're giving like super bonus points to Kershaw. I don't like Grinky that much. But, I mean, Kershaw is the man. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, my point is, you know, yeah. we're facing great pitching, and it's not surprising, but we got to do better. Short one inning, we had solid pitching. If not, yeah. if not better than average, better than better no. than good. And the truth Short is, one inning, yeah. we had. You, you make a great well. point. It's not the pitching. It's like you the know, where can we awesome. go improve? Yeah. It's like where can we improve? Well, our bullpen's been pretty good. I mean. We leaked oil a little bit, but it's been good. The starting pitching's been relatively good. I mean, Heron's come back. I guess tonight's not going well, but he's Ugh. been okay he in got, his return. So. He got McCutched. Ugh. So, but Jordan's been good, too. But where are you going to improve? I mean, Strasburg's been great. Gio gave you, like we said earlier, maybe his best outing of the year. Yeah. So, Taylor Jordan's been okay. I yeah. mean, you know. Nice little surprise. I, I think he's so. been good. I mean, as far as, I mean... Basically, you had no expectations of him. I think he's got and, a little future. And, yeah. And, uh, he, and, I totally agree with you. And Detweiler was not very good. Prior to, prior he was to hurt, going out, and I mean, it seems like yeah, but he was still not. I mean, he's, whether you're hurt or not, I mean, you're either, he wasn't performing. You weren't yeah. performing well Good or point. not. And and you know, Jordan's come in and he's really been, uh, he's been an upgrade over over Detweiler. The problem is, is that he goes out and he pitches well. It doesn't matter because they score two runs, right? You know, and you're not going to win many games, two to one. So 
I mean, even with even with a great pitcher on the mound, you're not going to win two to one. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's uh, so. Let me try to segue there. Okay. Um, we talked trade deadline with the Nats a little bit. Let's kind of segue and talk a little more general baseball. At the end of the show this week. Um, huge news, you know, today in the baseball world. First, uh, Matt Garza. I mentioned it briefly earlier. Traded from the Cubs to the Texas Rangers. Rangers get back uh, three prospects and a player to be named later. Mike Olt, twenty-four-year-old uh, big-time hitting prospect, one of the top prospects in the major or in the minor leagues. Struggled a little bit this year. Big-time right-handed bat. C.J. Edwards, uh, totally blossoming, twenty-one-year-old at high A. You know, more than a strikeout an inning. Justin Grimm, uh, one of my favorite minor leaguers, just kind of an under-radar guy. Watched him a long time. You know, he's had a rough performance in the majors this year, but he's had some good numbers in the minors. Has a pretty good chance to be kind of a back number four, number five starter for a long time, particularly in National League. Yeah. Has a good fastball, pretty good, uh, you know, change up, needs to work on the curveball kind of thing. Player to be named for three months of Matt Garza, or two and a half months in the playoffs of Matt Garza. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that we had. Does that surprise you at all? That they traded him or that? Or not they, that they traded him. I mean, I think everybody in the. for him. That just that they got. Three prospects, and there's rumor it's going to be a fourth player to be named, or even fifth player to be named. No, not really. I mean, I think because I think I think Texas was desperate in a way to get a guy in there, um, especially because what we're going to get to in a minute with the biogenesis thing is that you know they got a guy in their lineup, Nelson Cruz, who's maybe on that list. Uh, you know, and so you know, I don't know, and 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 to me, Garza was basically the last big guy on the market and we talked about the Nats maybe trying to pursue him and obviously now we see they probably couldn't have afforded we couldn't have matched no. that deal there's no, no way, way they could have matched that deal um but you know he was he was sort of the last big guy I mean I guess you could say like Jake Peavy or Bud Norris who's been bad I think Peavy's lately. maybe better than Garza's up head to head I like if PV you can more, believe that Peavy's going to be healthy right although Garza's had health problems too I mean yeah. we shouldn't overlook that too but yeah I me I'm a prospect nerd I mean you know, everybody that listens to this show knows that. I, I was stunned that they could get four, not that they could get four guys, but four quality guys for him. Yeah. For three months of a rental, I mean, I don't think that they were going to give Garza arbitration at the end of the year. I mean, he's right on the right on the edge. I mean, maybe but they do. But the other thing with Texas is they have, I mean, Olt's been a guy that for like two, three years they've been talking about he could be coming up. Well, he hasn't because they don't have room for him. Right. So they were sort of dealing from a surplus of talent where they could say, we can afford to pay. I mean, they're a team that wants to win a World Series, so and they've been. To win. I mean, yeah. they were one pitch away. Yeah, was it last year or two years ago? Yeah. I guess two, two years, years ago. Two years and, ago. Uh, so, and they've knocked on the doorstep now. So uh, I'll just say, I thought the four prospects. They, I don't know who the fourth was going to be, but I was surprised at the quality of the three they got. But I'm not surprised that they got. I mean, they were going to get a big haul. I mean, when yeah. they had the number of teams that were competing for them. But uh, I give the Cubs credit. I mean, just to talk about them real briefly, their farm system is now great. I mean, they've got, you know, Solaire that they signed as a prospect from, you know, the Dominican Republic, I believe, or overseas. They've got Al Mora, who they drafted. They just drafted Chris Bryant, number two overall. Yeah. Signed him, like, last week? I signed him. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on another top prospect, that they, another hitting prospect that they've got. Well, you look at guys like even guys they've got in the lineup now, Rizzo, Starlin Castro, yeah. if he can kind of... All of a sudden, they've got Brett Jackson that's been there for yeah. a long time in the minor leagues. they got a couple of pitchers in this deal, as we mentioned, Grimm and, and Edwards. This team, I mean, Travis Woods kind of had a breakout year for them or a renaissance with them. I've got to give Theo credit. They're, Samarja, if they hang on to him. I mean, they, he's done a heck of a job in a really short amount of time. I mean, now some of it's been helped that they could make this deal today and get quality prospects, but... 
the Cubs are going to be good, man, and they're going to be good soon. So last week, I, th- I think it was last week. Or, Javier Baez is the name I was blanking <laughs> on, too. There you go. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It was going to drive me crazy until I remembered. It was either last week or the week before we joked because uh, we, we kind of glossed over it, but we had said that the Cubs were like, oh, we're not going to trade guards now. We're going to keep them. We're going to try to sign them. And we joked that it was just, just matter of time. straight BS. Yeah. And they were... Do you think that that affected what they were able to get that 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 the, that the Rangers or maybe other teams that were bidding as well and helped drive the price up really bought that they were going to hang on to them or do you think they were playing the game like, no but I do think that maybe they were waiting to get another try maybe another team said hey we're interested in getting in in the negotiations I mean maybe they were slow playing it to try yeah. to get or get more people involved hey no we're not only dealing with Texas I mean it seemed inevitable with Texas for a, at least a week or two I think now la- so maybe I think they tried last week they said it was du- when I say they I mean you know, a few sports reporters said, we think this is about to happen. So maybe they were just trying to one more time, hey, is anybody out there still want to? I mean, I even heard Oakland was kind of coming to the table yeah. as well a little bit, maybe just to try to drive the price up on Texas. But yeah. maybe, but I, I don't know. But I think it's it's kind of Texas needed the pitcher. I'm not sure Gars is quite as good as what they need, but he's probably the best that's available. And their farm system's loaded. They were dealing from a surplus with the guys they traded. But give the Cubs credit. I think they got a great haul, and I think Texas – Got a pretty good pitcher. I mean, they got better. I don't yeah. know how much better, but and I mean, you got to look at it. You know, they they were going to lose Garza anyway. He was gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, think they were going to pay him. Yeah, so you got to you got. I mean, you and I'm not sure he's the right guy for them to pay either. I still think they're a year or two away from competing. Yeah, I think that. I think it's I think 2015 is their right year. Now. 2014, yeah. they hope to probably play 500 or a little better. So yeah, I mean, the only thing, and and uh, I mean, I feel good about it from from the Nats' perspective to kind of keep it centered here is that. That, like like we just said, they weren't going to match that. And if they so, did, it would have ruined their farm system. Yeah, so it's like, all right, that's a cool deal. He goes to the AL. It's not like he went to, you know, uh, Pittsburgh or something. Uh, he wouldn't have gone there anyway because they don't really need him. But you know, he, it's not like he went to Arizona or some team that could have really used another starting pitcher that's going to affect the Nats maybe in the wild card race or anything right. like that. So that you know that part of it was really good. Yeah, really so, beneficial. So I guess we covered that deal pretty good. Oh I guess, yeah. I guess the last uh, last topic we got to get to. Once again, this afternoon, big news day. Uh, Major League Baseball announces. I guess Ryan Braun kind of took a plea deal, or kind of sounds like he took a plea. I deal. mean, he definitely kind of took a deal with Major League Baseball <laughs> to uh, what accept a the terms. Naughty of, little liar yeah. he is. Oh, what, he was really lying. There's a big shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't see that one coming. But anyways, guys, for those that haven't heard it and are listening to this tomorrow and haven't heard it then either, Braun uh, suspended the rest of the season, sixty-five games. I think is what it worked out to be. The Brewers are completely out of it. They're in last place. This completely makes them a seller now because yeah, they're yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering if you could maybe cherry pick some guys off their roster now. Maybe go in and grab it. Mike Gonzalez has got to be available. Yeah. John Axford's got to be available, you think, although he's got a couple more years. Kyle Loesch, I mean, he might be available. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm blanking on another guy. I want maybe. Norwich Gayoki. They're not going to get him. They won't I think trade him. But, hang on to him. But thirty-one year old, he's going to get him in. I mean, yeah. and he signed cheaply through next year. I mean, exactly. He, Gallardo. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he, but I mean, he I might be the probably, most talented pitcher on the market. Yeah, I think now. he'll probably go. I mean, and if he does, he's pro- they're probably going to sell him below what they could have got for him. Oh, they could have gotten so much for him. Yeah, but I think you know, I think it pushes that team to now. They're saying we got to blow this thing because I mean, now the other question with Braun, it's not like this season because who cares? They were out of it anyway. But it's going forward. Yeah. I mean, how much of what you got from him was real? And do you want to... I mean, I don't know his contract situation, but is that a guy... He you signed wanna, a long time. 
I mean, he's okay, he's so a they're, long they're term. They're not like going to have to approach that contract sometime soon and say, "All right, we're not paying you as much as you want," or maybe we're going to let you walk. But my concern would also be. Do you need to have some type of protection behind Ryan Braun in case he gets busted again? And it's, I, I don't know if it'll be a hundred games. I don't know if it'll be career. I don't know how what the plea is going to work out to be. But if he has one more test, and you know MLB is all over him, I mean he's going to yeah. be getting tested as much as a Rod. Do you? I mean, do you need to protect yourself? Well, I think it's more. I mean, with depth or whatever the word is. I, I mean, think it's more of what Andrew was saying in the sense that what are you really going to get out of him? What kind of player is he really? Was it was it the juice or was it? Is he really that good? I mean, we've seen some guys that have not really been affected when you think they got off it, and there have mm-hmm, been yeah. guys that have also gone right in the tank. Yeah. So and I mean, I think he's. I mean, I think he's a good player regardless. But you know, uh, there's a big difference between being a good player and an MVP. And he was an MVP. I mean, he was two I time, mean, right? Uh, at least once. At least once. I, I know he won yeah. once. And I think. I, I mean, I mean, there was years where they had him and Fielder, and they were basically saying these are the cornerstones that we're going to try to win a World Series with. I mean, he was that kind of a player. Well, that's pretty much the same model that Detroit's used. Yeah. With yeah. Cabrera and. Yeah. Fielder, so so I mean you know for them long term it makes you kind of go where where are we at I mean and they're and the the bad thing for them is they're not going to even see him again this year so they're going to go into the off season with the question marks it's a large question mark too yeah I mean and, and what it, to your point what do you do do you go out and you try to get a guy to put in the lineup I mean I mean I'm not saying somebody I mean you can't get somebody who's good enough to start every day but no. do you go get a I'll use Scott Harrison just as an example a good fourth outfielder. I mean, do you get somebody like that behind him? Just it's just insurance, insurance because, policy. Yeah. I mean, you know, like with RG three with the Redskins, you got to have a good backup quarterback with him the rest of his career, probably because it's always going to be gonna there. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, Braun was rookie of the year two thousand seven, MVP two thousand eleven. That's what I was Silver saying. Slugger huh. since two thousand and eight. Yeah. I mean, two thousand twelve. He's one of the best five I, players I, I in believe, baseball. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's I believe their he had player. another like top five MVP finish. So, I uh, because I remember the conversation of are the is he going to get votes because of this cloud yeah. hanging over him or are people going to abstain from voting for him as i mentioned before the show i dealt him this weekend in fantasy very pleased uh, this guy get back to, i got verlander yeah mm. i mean <laughs> i mean verlander hadn't had a verlander season but still but st- but still, still better than I the guy's not playing sucks the rest to be of the you, year buddy. yeah wow the guy tried to trade me this is a third time did we you tried to trade did you make the offer so third time's no. a charm he, for that guy this guy is tried to get him from me earlier in the season uh twice and i declined both trades and then he got hurt and he was like man i'm glad you didn't take that trade and so he came back to me right at, right during the All Star break. He's like, "Hey, come on, you want to try and make a deal?" I was right. like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And so, because I was, my team stinks. Let's yeah. be very clear, my team stinks, and uh, it just worked out. He was, I, wow. I, he, I think he was banging on the fact that he thought Braun wasn't going to get suspended because all the reports in fantasy were he's going to get in trouble, but they're probably going to push it to next season. Right. Da, 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 da. I was well, like, so they've banking been on Stalin that. for so long. Yeah. And I think we even talked about that at some point a couple of podcasts ago. Just it looked like if. The suspensions were going to go down. They would probably have time to fight it, and then it would kind of get delayed until, you, yeah. he's until next season. So, which maybe is a, a quick topic to bring up. Does this have anything to do with Geo? I mean, um, he was mentioned, although he's been more cleared than pro- or more cleared. <laughs> he's been exonerated Sweeped. more than most other people in the book. I mean, it seems like has he's, he not been completely exonerated at this? I point? don't know, I, and maybe that was, that's a good point. That was what I understood to be true, but I mean. You know, with this kind of thing, like you never really know what is, you know, and that's kind of why I'm saying it. It seems like he's less in trouble than the others, but he was still mentioned. So, should he be? Should we be worried? Should he be worried? I, I'm going to say no. Um, 
We should be worried if it doesn't happen until the end of the season and it and it takes effect next year. <laughs> right. That's if, when you start if to something's going to happen, maybe it, it should to happen, happen this now. year. But unfortunately, who would have thought we'd be saying that a week ago or two weeks no, ago? But yeah, yeah I, don't th- I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Um, I I believe he was pretty much completely um, absolved of any wrongdoing. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. And it I, seems I like really Major League Baseball not. wants to get these guys really, really badly. And I don't know how bad. I don't know what they have. I mean, you know, I'm speculating like all of us, but. They want to get these guys well, really the badly. Thing, I, mean, for, I mean, it's Selig's legacy. It's, yeah. you know, I, whatever. It's performance enhancing. It makes the game on the field better. I, I don't understand the big deal. but It seems it to is. be such a black eye for baseball, but to me it's because baseball makes such a big yeah, deal out of it. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. You know, it's like... Uh, it's NFL because players you make such a big... With this, and, but the MLB goes nuts about it, and then all of a sudden everybody just talks about it and talks and, and talks and talks about it. And to me... It's almost like you make too big of a deal of it yourself. Exactly. You blow always, up your own spot. Yeah. I've always defended Barry Bonds. Not necessarily defended, but you know, I've always, I've always liked Barry Bonds. It's it bothers me too because it's like, where were you, Jokers, ten years ago, fifteen <laughs> years ago, making yeah. a, when you didn't care about this at all, and now we're supposed to buy that you care about it. You only care about it now because your fan base was riled up and mad about this. Yeah, I mean, and we so, didn't think Sammy Sosa was on the juice. We didn't think Canseco was on the juice. Come on, guys. I mean. We're all not that naive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden these guys are f- 260 pounds and they're running four fives. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, that's not the way <laughs> baseball works. Yeah, and now, but now it's a big, it's you know, a big deal. And we were saying before the before we uh, before we went on, are they gonna? I mean, it's a little weird that they announced Braun suspension today, independently of the other guys that are involved in this. Are they gonna draw it out, or are they gonna? You know, what you were saying was they should do it all at once. And what I was saying is, are they going to try and put individual spotlights on these guys and just ruin them individually? I mean, that seems a little malicious, but... But how does baseball... I mean, I see your point, but how does baseball benefit from burying their players more? I, I mean, and I, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, Phil makes a good point, too, like he just said. I mean, they seem to want to make this a big deal and make it a bigger deal than it yeah. even should be, but what benefit do you have of... I mean, these are some of your best players in baseball. This isn't, you know, the 25th guy on every team. I mean, you're yeah. talking about... I mean, even if A-Rod's a jerk, I mean, still... He's going into the Hall of Fame on his numbers. I mean, Ryan Braun was your MVP two years ago or a year ago. I mean, these are some of your best players in baseball. What benefit do you have to run these guys through the mill? I don't know that there's a benefit, but I think there could be a perceived benefit where they think by isolating these guys and just hammering them really hard, we're showing the world how tough we are on cheaters, basically. Now, I'm not saying that is an actual benefit, but I'm seeing how... People could get together in a room and talk about how they want to do this and see that as, you know what, that would really show how tough we are. Because I think, you know, in the NFL... And people you, won't want to mess with us again kind of thing? I think you get that okay. with Roger Goodell from time to time where he wants to, like, make an example of somebody. So he just pummels them alone. He shines a spotlight on them and the just one crushes them. Mm-hmm. And Man Jones comes to mind to me, although yeah. he might deserve it. Yeah, but. I mean, and there's, you know, there's been a, a bunch of guys that kind of meet that criteria in the NFL. But I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but it seems a little odd that there's a... De- that Braun makes a deal, especially after he basically tried to end somebody else's livelihood to to prove that he wasn't, you know, that he hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah, I can see. I, I mean, I see your point. And maybe that's what they did, too. Maybe they wanted to handle him independently to kind of make the point of, man, you went after somebody's life. You know, you went after somebody's ability to put food on their table. Well, and he also made the MLB testing process look comical and, you yeah. know, amateur, if nothing else. So, yeah. well, I yeah, guess I, that's, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, for now, I guess that's it. I so, guess the next the next domino is A Rod, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think they're trying to get him probably before he gets back in the major leagues, which could be which I thought was this week supposed to. Yeah, be this I week. think he had a little setback in the minor leagues. He's not hitting worth a darn, but you know. So, anyways, I guess that's uh, 
That's anything else, guys? We got anything else to cover? No, I guess we got to go check this meter. Check the score. Yeah, oh, real yeah, quick. That's yeah, it. Yeah, we yeah. always got to do the. Co- that's why he's behind the boards, guys. <laughs> that's go. why we got there it. There we go. All right, I'm going to start with you, Phil. You brought it up. Confidence uh, meter zero. I was at <laughs> a four zero. Let's start with for people who don't know zero. this. We do the confidence meter of where we are, kind of with the team in terms of are they going to make the playoffs? And it started a few weeks ago. Zero. You've got no confidence in them making the playoffs. Ten. You're not shook at all. This team's going to make the playoffs. After a swept weekend, zero. Fills wow. it a zero. Wow. You've been hanging in it like a... F- you jumped to like a five a while ago, but you've been yeah. hanging pretty confident. I think I snapped o- over this series. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I knew, I'm, I'm I at like a two. I'm at a two. You're at a two. Yeah. Which may even be a little bit high, but I'm at a two. I think I'm at the point now where I think they've got about a 15% chance of making the playoffs. So, like so 1.5. So whatever that equates to. Yeah. I mean, 1. I think 5. that's kind of where you're at. I think, I think their only chance is to catch Atlanta. I don't yeah. think they're going to catch your team. Although well, like, I do think Pittsburgh's going to come back to the pack. I do think they'll make a deal. Maybe that's some, a couple of topics we can talk yeah. about next week is kind of what we think I, of the playoffs. I, I actually like Pitch, Pittsburgh, but I think you're right. I think they got their bullpen's got to regress. They got to compete with one team. They can't compete with eight teams or whatever is in the wild card. Of course, race, like I should be know? mocking Pittsburgh. They're kicking us tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, another red porch in the book. That's right. Good, good show, job, fellas. guys. I thought that was good. So, uh, for my producer behind the boards, Phil. Thank you much. Co-host, yeah. Andrew Bailey. I like it. Binge <laughs> listening on Twitter, if you can follow him. And uh, with that, follow us on Twitter, at Red Porch Report. And uh, like us on Facebook by, uh, you know, search Red Porch Report and that little top thing. You know, you'll find us. For me, I'm Ryan Sullivan, NatsGM.com on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. Look for us again next week, next Monday. Hopefully we'll have a guest uh, to talk to since it'll be an off day next week and close to the trade deadline. So uh, with that, thank you, Soldier Fit. Thank you, Buffalo Wild Wings. Ballhogs Radio Network. Check out our other programs. And as I'll say, back next week, same that time, same that channel. Lost my homie for a decade. Break it down for like twelve years. Ain't hugging since second grade. Uh.